thanks for tuning in to this week's message on the Antioch Indy Podcast. We're a church that exists to preach the gospel of the kingdom and to make others great. We hope you encounter Jesus today while you listen to this message. Have an amazing day. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Like I said, we've got a, a fun time this morning, so I'm going to share for just a couple of minutes, and then we've got like 10 different people who are going to come up and celebrate things God's done this year. Does that sound good? So uh, just, we can't get, you got to pull out your Bible for at least just a second, all right? And open up to Isaiah 54. Yeah. Isaiah 54. I'm going to be brief here this morning. Isaiah 54. Ooh, I should turn there too. Isaiah 54, so if you uh, haven't been with our church uh, at the very last Sunday of the year or the very beginning of the year, so if you have joined our church somewhere between those dates and at any given time, then you might not know that every year we end our year celebrating what God has done over this last year. We are a church who loves to look forward. We are a church that believes God is on the move. We are a church that believes God's not even done his most work through us yet. And Anybody on December 29th? We're a looking forward with faith kind of church, but it is right to celebrate what is in the past. Amen? I don't know if you've read much of the Bible, but there's actually tons of parties in the Bible. Tons of God making sure his people know, hey, don't forget to celebrate the amazing things I've done in your life. And there's something so powerful about looking back that gives you faith for the future. When you look back and you see the things that God has done, and, and, and sometimes like Crystal started off our service saying, sometimes we're, we're high and low and there's a roller coaster of life that we're all on. But the Bible also says to be thankful in everything which is super inconvenient sometimes because I'd much rather complain in most things. Anybody? But if the Bible, if, if God tells me to be thankful in everything, that means I can do that. It means that there's always something to be thankful for. God is present in all things, amen? And there's always something to be thankful for. So we love celebrating what God has done. And, and so that's what we do at the end of the year. And, and at the beginning of every year, we take time together as a family and say, God, oh, is there anything specific that you're speaking over this coming year? So in January, we're going to be talking all about that as a church, what God is speaking to us for 2020. And we're going to have a darn good time doing it. So you don't want to miss it. Uh, so this past January, uh, we, we talked about the word that God gave us for 2019. Does anybody remember what our word was for 2019? Somebody shout at me. Do not hold back. Do not hold back. So Isaiah 54 is where this comes from. Uh, we'll start just, we're going to read one verse, verse two. It says this, it says, enlarge the place of your tent. Let the curtains of your, of your habitations be stretched out. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. These verses are God speaking to his people who are in a really tough spot. And he uses a prophetic metaphor about talking to a barren woman as if his people were, were barren. They, they had no hope. They had no, nothing to look forward to. And God gives them this, this uh, metaphoric prophetic word of you need to enlarge your house because you're not going to be able to hold what I'm about to do next. Don't look at where you are. Don't look at your situation. Just listen to my word right now. I need you to stretch out. Let me stretch you right now. Let me, let me encourage you to enlarge where you're at. Let me encourage you to lengthen your expectations, lengthen your hope. And he says this, just whatever you do, do not hold back. Because sometimes we can look at our own, our own circumstances and it makes us hold back. We can have a little bit of hope, but not too much hope. We can be a little bit encouraged, but not too encouraged. And God gave us a word this year, basically this promise, do not hold back. I'm going to do mighty things that only I can do, but your role in it is just don't hold back. Don't hold back yourself. Don't hold back your hope. 
Don't hold back your expectation. Don't hold back your participation in my kingdom. It's going to be scary. You might feel like you're going to flop sometimes. You might not know what's going to happen next. But if you won't hold back, you will see me do what only I can do. And it's been a year of us learning how to not hold back. We've talked about it a lot this year. We've tried to put it into practice every way we know how. And we've learned how to do it along the way. Um, as individuals, I know so many different stories of, of you taking that word and saying, you know what, I'm going to trust God a little bit more than I'm comfortable right now. I'm going to take a little bit bigger of a next step than I'm comfortable doing right now. We've done that in so many ways, and God has been so, so good. And that has been tons and tons of fun. So we, uh, just like I said, we think it's right to uh, take some time at the end of the year and say, well, God, you said to do something and that you would do something with it, and you did. It's just good to praise God for, for what he's done. So uh, before we get started here, I just want to say by a show of hands, if you uh, were not a part of this church at this, at this time last year, if, you were, if you're new to the church in 2019, I want you to go ahead and raise your hand. New to our church. Look at that. That's so fun. So keep your hands up for a second. Keep your hands up for a second. Look around. Everybody, everybody who's been around, can we just welcome them and say welcome, welcome to the family? Keep your hands up. Hold on just one more second. Keep your hands up. Keep your hands up high. Be proud. If you are, if you ever look around and you're like, gosh, it just seems like I'm the new person here and I don't know what's going on and everybody else knows what's happening, it's not just you. More than about half of our church is new in the last year. So you're not alone. We're all new here. The church has only been around for like three and a half years. So we're all new here, right? So welcome to the family. You can go ahead and put your hands down. Thank you so much. We're so glad you guys are here. And uh, I'm glad that we were able to make space for each and every one of you. So to everybody who put that word into practice, do not hold back. It mattered this year. So uh, I'm going to stop talking and we're going to invite some different people to come up here and share some stories. I've asked like a bunch of different people to come share their real short versions of some things God has done. So we're going to celebrate a bunch of things that God did this year. And we're also going to uh, talk about and announce a bunch of things that are coming into next year because of some of the work that has happened this year. So it's just going to be a good time. And uh, I want to encourage you, like everybody who's coming up here, not everybody who comes up here to share, like does this all the time. And, and it can be a little bit nerve wracking to stand in front of people, right? So like this is family. They're not performing for you right so we listen with smiles on our faces we go crazy for people when they share was anybody here for baptism night this last year so that's kind of what we're going for basically it's like wow god has been amazing because even if somebody comes up here and stumbles through it it's still a god story and it's worth celebrating so let's make it easy for our family to come up here and share this morning let's encourage them and shout them down and celebrate some things god has done so uh, we'll start with a big round of applause for my friend nate as he comes up here this morning The floor is yours, my friend. Right. You're this, very this tall. Yeah, I am. 6'4". <laughs> Praise God, right? Yeah. <laughs> Go for it, bro. All right. Okay. So I want to start this thing off by saying God is good. Amen. So if anyone else who believes that, can I get an amen? Amen. All right. All right. So for those of you that don't know me, my name is Nate, and I've been coming to Antioch Church for almost three months now. So a year ago, you know, I thought I was a stud. <clears throat> so I was a senior wide receiver on my collegiate football team. I uh, played college football all four years at Manchester University. Now, I constantly had people in my ear telling me how proud they were of me for what I've accomplished in the last four years. So coaches, players, friends, professors, and my parents. Now, given this big head I had at the time, you know, I thought I was invincible. You know, nothing could stop me because I thought I had everything figured out. But turns out, I was wrong. So a year ago, God hit me with something that I like to call a wake-up call. <laughs> now, anybody else ever have that, you know? 
big old reality check from the Lord. Something that makes you pray harder than you ever prayed before. Yeah, so the reality check came in a calendar year ago around New Year's. So January of 2019, I pled guilty for an OWI. Now, for those of you that don't know what that means, it means operating a vehicle while intoxicated. <laughs> so, you know, this instance completely shattered me as, you know, as a person. And because of this, I lost my license, my girlfriend, and all my money within two months. So, you know, on the football team, you know, I was in a leadership position. And I went from being a guy that was looked up to on the football team to a disappointment. And, you know, for months, you know, I'd go to school in the morning and then work at Pizza Hut till 12.30 at night. And then I'd do all my essays and projects once I got off work. I was working 40 hours a week on top of being a full-time student just so I could pay for all the fines. You know, I did that every day from January until May. So keep in mind, you know, I didn't tell my parents about any of this for almost the whole time. I mean, how could I, you know? I was too embarrassed to tell them. So I pretty much battled the whole case and all the court proceedings alone. <clears throat> so I remember during this time, you know, I'd be on my knees in my apartment just begging and crying out, searching hard to find Jesus, you know, letting him know how sorry I was. I was so deep in prayer, it felt like God was there, but I just really wasn't sure at the time. You know, for months I begged God to get me through this and for him to change my life. So here's where the fun stuff starts happening. <laughs> so May comes around, you know, I managed to graduate college. I got my bachelor's degree of science and moved to Indy, where I now work downtown in sales, doing something that I find passion in. So things started to get better, but I was still in hard search for Jesus. So one day at work, I was told by some fellow coworkers that they knew someone who had a strong heart for Jesus. And for so long, you know, I wanted a stronger connection with the Lord, and I knew this person could help me find what I was looking for. I reached out to that person, and she welcomed me to attend church on Sunday. And it made me think that maybe God does love me. So thanks to Steph for showing me Antioch Church yep, and introducing me to some amazing people. This led me to meeting up with Andrew after church, and he helped me give my heart over to the Lord. So, you know, after several months of searching for God on my own, um, for the first time ever, I found Jesus in Antioch. Come on. And, uh, you know, everything became clear. And about a month ago, I officially became saved. Come on. So, yeah. so, you know, this church has brought me so much happiness. And throughout the entire year, there's one key factor that I was missing in my search for Jesus. And it was community. You know, I needed to surround myself with people who love Jesus just as much as I do. So, you know, guys, I just love God so much. And if you get anything from my story, let it be that life with Jesus is so much better than life without him. Amen. Yeah. So now you guys know my story on why I have such a fire for the Lord. Come on. Thanks. Give him a round of applause, everybody. Welcome him to church. We're so thankful for Nate. I just want to say before we go on. You are allowed to be that person in your life where people say, you know what? I know somebody who knows God. You're allowed to be those people. And I just want it to be known. We just, God's been planting this heart in me that we're going to start praying a lot over this next year. And the, the prayer is, God, I pray that nobody who doesn't know Jesus will be allowed to leave without knowing you in the Holy Spirit. We just pray that every single person who comes in here doesn't know Jesus gets saved this next year. So that's kind of, that's our normal. 
That's our normal now. So if you know people who don't know Jesus, just tell them to come on in. You don't need to do anything else. We'll just let Jesus do it from there and we'll do it. So can I pray that for us real quick? God, we thank you for our church. We thank you for everybody in our life. We thank you for our city. And we do ask God that on this ground and this building and this parking lot, that it would, it would just be impossible for anybody who doesn't know you to come and not give their lives over to you. In Jesus' name, everybody with at least a mustard seed of faith on that one shouted, amen. Amen. I'm going to have Jack Frisbee coming up now. And uh, a couple of things that we talk about a lot around here are spending time with Jesus every day and helping uh, other people follow Jesus, what we call discipleship. And uh, Jack has made some awesome steps in that this year, and I just wanted him to talk about those things with us for just a couple minutes. Thanks. Shout out to Heather and Justin Mays, my daughter and son-in-law, because they were the ones who told us about Antioch. So we started coming last November, so we've been here just a little over a year. And... um, so one of the things that's really just, I would say, revolutionized my life over the last 12 months, um, and actually really over the last six months, is um, spending a lot more time with the Lord than what I had been. So uh, Andy was talking about don't hold back. So one of the ways that our family decided not to hold back was we wanted to join um, Antioch Discipleship School, which started in August. Shout out for ADS people. Woo! And so... Um, so two of my daughters, my wife and I, all four of us, uh, decided that we were going to start. Well, then we, d- we joined, and we found out that one of the requirements in ADS was to spend an hour a day with Jesus. Now, like, I do devotional time, but not an hour a day. And so I'm like, wow, I'm, like, busy, and I'm not sure how I'm going to fit an hour a day in f- with the Lord. And so I just started doing it because it was a requirement, for, quite frankly. And um, what's been cool about that is there's a verse in Joshua, Joshua 3, 5, where Joshua says, Um, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you and that verse has just really been resonating with me because that idea of consecrate is like set yourselves apart like set yourselves apart from all the the junk that's going on all day and spend time with Jesus and so the more that I've done this like spending an hour a day with the Lord and, and I'm not trying to be like legalistic here but just that time with the Lord, it's just been amazing to me how often the Lord has spoken to me. I give you example after example after example of things that, even this morning, that the Lord spoke to me specifically through his word because I've taken that time to consecrate myself and set myself apart from the busyness of my schedule and to just be before the Lord. And so one of the cool things that happened shortly after ADS started was I had been thinking about... Um, I had been feeling like God was saying, I want you to be more intentional about discipling some people. And that had been resonating with me for several months. And I knew I was going to join ADS and that there was going to be a requirement to disciple. And so I thought, well, I'll wait until ADS starts and then I'll kind of see what the requirement is and then see if what I was planning on doing fits. And so it did. And so I, um, uh, in August, August 15th, I actually looked up the email. I reached out to, um, actually, let me back up. So a couple of days before um, I was just spending time with the Lord, and I said, Lord, if you want me to disciple, I was thinking a couple of guys, I, I, I said, if you want me to disciple a couple of guys, I need you to tell me exactly who you want me to disciple, because I don't want to make this up. And so over a two-day period, the Lord gave me, specifically, he gave me four names. I'm like, wait, I thought I was going to disciple a couple of people. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking, okay, well, I'll like invite four, and a couple of them will be too busy, and so that'll be you know, a couple, and... So, like, on August 15th, I sent an email out to all four of these guys. And these were clients of mine. These were guys that I knew, that I, you know, worked with. And I knew that three of the four were really young in their faith. So I reached out. I sent this email out. All four of them responded. I'm like, I sent this email. I'm like, I'm not sure what this really even looks like, but we would just get together, like, every other week. 
And so we actually started doing that in October, all four of these guys. And it's just been so cool to just spend every other week to just spend hour and 15, hour and 30 minutes with these guys. We go through this little book called Disciple. It's just a guide that takes us through scripture verses and, and leads us into a conversation. And so uh, that's just one example of the way that God has just worked specifically to show me, you know, what he wants me to do. And now like 2020 is rolling around and now I'm like thinking about other people that I think God wants me to disciple in 2020. So I just want to encourage you, if you're not spending time consistently with the Lord, I'm telling you, God wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to communicate with you primarily through his word and through prayer. And we're just missing out if we're not doing that. So good. So good. So good. I love it. I love that. I love that encouragement Jack gave you. As we head into 2020, you are allowed to believe that God wants to meet with you every day. You are allowed to believe that you are where you are in your life on purpose and that God has put you around the people in your life on purpose and that maybe, just maybe, like the Bible says, he really does want to use you in their lives and you're allowed to step into that. We're going to have Brooke and Cole Umstadt come on up. Give them a round of applause. Got a great story of the goodness of God to share with us this morning. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm Cole. This is my wife, Brooke. Um, last year, uh, when my wife was pregnant, we got a diagnosis for our daughter that she had anencephaly. Um, <laughs> this is going to be hard. Um, so, basically, it, we were just told there was no chance of survival. So, we were devastated, obviously, but... We both had the same prayer that whatever the outcome, God would just be glorified um, in a big way. So that was the prayer that God put on our hearts, and we had no idea um, how much he would answer it. Um, through the course of my pregnancy, we were able to share how the grace and the peace of Jesus transcended our circumstances to people, and our story reached around the world. Um, I had to translate from different languages to hear what people were saying, and we were blown away by the reach of what God would do. A couple months into our diagnosis, um, we actually met Steve and Linda Zanacco um, through Linda's ministry, and so we started a friendship, and um, Linda offered us, she said, hey, if you ever wanna come to our house, um, our church would love to pray over you at any point. We didn't take you guys up on that offer at the time, um, but I just want you to know that um, I never forgot that offer. It was weird to me at the time because you guys are, were strangers to us. Um, and I just want to encourage you to never lose that spirit of prayer for others, not just for the people in this room, but for the community because I knew in that moment we were attending another church, but I knew in that moment one day we would be coming to Antioch. And then uh, on March 15th of this year, uh, we got to meet our little girl, Emma Noel, and uh, we shared 21 sacred minutes uh, with her while she was alive. Um, and I was blessed to be able to <laughs> hold her as she uh, left to meet our Savior face to face. So about a month after her passing, we held a public memorial um, for Emma, and I texted a babysitter who we had found through the Bambino app. I don't know if anyone's familiar, um, a stranger to us at that time, and I, I asked um, if she could watch our son Max while we um, attended the service, and she said, I absolutely can, but I was actually planning to attend the service, and I had no idea she knew about our situation or uh, let alone was planning to go. 
Um, hundreds of people showed up to the service, and the gospel was shared in a powerful way. Um, Andrew, thank you for this, but he played a big part in that by speaking. Um, and little did we know that that was just one big step uh, that God was putting in our lives that led us to Antioch. So during the service, the hymn and the story behind um, It Is Well With My Soul was shared. And about a week after the service, um, I get a text from this babysitter. And she said, I don't know what happened inside of me during Emma's service, but I have so many questions. Um, can you meet for lunch? So I was able to share and lead Christine to a personal relationship with Jesus. And a short time later, she asked me to handwrite the words, it is well, so she could have it tattooed on her wrist. Christine is now a dear friend, a sister, and she goes to Antioch. <laughs> um, and I routinely get texts from Christine telling me of who has asked her about her tattoo that day and how she was able to share her testimony with them. And so God literally took a baby um, who lived for 21 minutes with no voice and is shouting his glory through a lot of people. And... Um, if you can't tell, we are, we are pregnant again. Uh, found out a few months ago. And uh, we're just so grateful to share that it's a, it's a baby girl. Um, God is just so great, or so good, guys. Like, we're just so excited. Um, and uh, he's redeeming this situation. Amen, amen. Can we give God some praise and thank them for sharing? So powerful. So powerful. Before we move on to the next thing, we're going to pray one more short prayer. We're going to do this because you just can't not respond to some of this stuff. Amen. So, um, wow, God can do a lot, even when you don't know what's going on. So here's what we're going to do. I just want to invite everybody to put your hands out like this and say, and you're just going to repeat this prayer after me. I'm not even going to tell you what it is. You just have to pray it. So, so then God will do it. <laughs> say, God, you're allowed to do more than I think you can do. Amen. 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 I first look at what we're doing next. I forget. I got a list. Who's, what's next? Oh, yes. Come on up, Langy Bartles. Come on. Do you love him? Come on, Chris and Emily. Okay, so I'm, I'm Chris Langy Bartles. This is my wife, Emily. We're going to try and stick to the, the yeah. points. Um, they're, they're good. So about four years ago, we're, we're, we're here to talk about God's provision in our life, basically. So about four years ago, um, we were living in Marion, Indiana, and struggling struggling with the, yeah, okay, we got one. <laughs> we, we were like that when we moved back to Indy. <laughs> that was, anyways, um, we were struggling with, the, with uh, two different roads. I, I either had to take on more student loan debt, Emily and I already combined had $100,000, just under $100,000 in student loan debt. Um, I had to either go and get a PhD to progress in my current career, or I had to make a shift. So uh, God opened a door in construction management, and I took on the family trade um, through prayer and, and counsel. So uh, it, was, it was a lateral move. It required a lot of travel. So we, we went through that journey uh, two and a half years, and then God, in October of last year, um, opened up a position in the office that allowed me to be there for my kids, there for my family, um, and not on the road, which was awesome. So uh, fast forward a couple months, 
from that, and Antioch this time last year uh, gifted us $10,000 to start paying on that, that debt. And around January 1 of 2019, we put a little money to that, and we paid our first student loan off that year. Um, now, as of Friday, um, this, this past week, we've, we've paid off a total of $41,000 in student debt. Uh, from, from that Acts 2 fund, and uh, we also were able to pay cash for foundation repairs. We were able to start a kitchen renovation that Emily's been begging for for the last, last three years. So um, God, God's been awesome in 2019, and we have it all. Um, that, that Acts 2 fund is awesome. It started the catalyst of what 2019 was, and we're, we're going into uh, 2020 with hope that we'll pay our last student loan That's payment. Right. That's right. Um, and so, yeah, God's been, God's been awesome. Amen. Thank amen. Thank you guys so much. Can we just say thank you for sharing? It takes courage to come up here and share about anything, especially finances. But we, we talk about money a lot around here because we all think about money a lot around here. And uh, the, uh, Chris mentioned the Acts 2 fund. And for those of you who don't know, we have a, a fund of our church that we do a lot of our giving that we've set aside to make sure that we're able to try to help take care of needs or contribute to needs of people inside of our church. And so for those of you who have been a part of our church, uh, you know that this has been something we've done consistently over this last year. And uh, I just want to encourage every single one of you that just, I, I didn't get the round number, but I, the conservative number is just in this last calendar year, you were all part of giving away over $75,000 to people inside our church to help them get cars, to help them get places to live, to help cancel debts, all kinds of incredible things because we believe that God does want us to be free in our finances so that we can be a part of what he's doing. And uh, we're just thankful to be a part of it. So uh, I'm going to pray again because we are into canceled debts and all kinds of stuff like that. We're going to believe that last year we gave our, we started our Acts 2 fund on this service last year and we gave away $10,000 to do during two different families. God did so much more than both of those things. And what we've seen is every time we give to somebody out of that fund as a church, every time we do that, it's, I don't know how it all works, but it like catalyzes something. Like it always snowballs in people's lives. And I just think that's because God's on it and he likes when we share with one another. I think it's just that simple. I like when my kids share with each other, right? <laughs> so I'm going to pray for us and uh, pray for us. And, and this is a church that, or this is a, a prayer that, you know, it might be a little bit uncomfortable in church to pray about this money thing, but we're going to do it because God's good and so that we can be free to run after things that he's doing. So God, we thank you for everything that we've been able to give. We thank you that we have the opportunity, every single one of us always to give and be a part of what you're doing in other people's lives. We do pray over 2020, God, that there would be uh, more people become debt-free in our church, that we would have debts canceled, that you would provide jobs, that you'd provide access to other income, that you'd increase our faithfulness and diligence, that you would just make a way where we maybe don't see a way. We're asking God for testimonies of your provision in this next year. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Anybody excited to celebrate more debt-free next year? Anybody want to be that person next year? Amen. <laughs> All right. Who do we have next? Oh, yes. Come on. Everybody, Sam Best. I'm going to take up like one of your minutes that you have right now. This guy is amazing. And I want to just, you. everybody knows that. I mean, his last name is Best, and it's just the most fitting thing in the world. 
Like, why well, I always say it all the time, and I'm joking, but I mean it. He's everybody's favorite pastor at this church. He's just the greatest. He makes everything better. And this year, he stepped into uh, big-time increased responsibilities in our church, and you've hit a home run. You've done amazing. So he's going to tell us about some of that. Come on. Yeah, so I'm going to share uh, just a, two brief updates about our life groups and about the youth life group that was started this year. So get excited about that. Um, um, so yeah, a big part of many people's testimony today has been the community that we call Antioch Church. And uh, the, the big way that we go after this is we go after what we see in the book of Acts. Right after Jesus ascended to heaven, the, the Holy Spirit comes on the scene and God himself is living in people and they're doing life together in the book of Acts. And uh, we go after that and we, uh, we meet on a weekly basis uh, in homes throughout the city uh, to go after the things we see in the book of Acts. And we do this in what we call life group. And so I had them put the definition of life group up here. It's a community of people committed to making disciples by living out Acts 2 together. Uh, we do that, and we do that by meeting weekly on what is known as the life group night. It's a gathering weekly for relationship, worship, prayer, and Bible discussion. And 2019 was a full calendar year of people in our city doing that. I think that matters. I think that matters that there are people in our city doing this on a weekly basis. Uh, so be excited because that's what we're a part of. That's what you're a part of. And I just want to share this time last year, January of 2019, uh, almost as almost a year ago, uh, we had uh, four life groups with about 15 people either leading or in the process of leading life groups. Uh, this time next month, so in just about 30 days, we'll have 16 life groups with about 80 plus, 80-ish people either leading or in the process of leading life groups. Yeah, get excited. That, that's amazing. That's like roughly six times the amount of people saying they want to be a part of building X2 in our city and that's a big deal that's a big deal so all of that everything we like we gather uh, together in homes going after the things we see in X2 all of that we also do on a weekly basis uh, in a youth life group uh, it looks just like this we meet weekly for relationship worship prayer and Bible discussion uh, and we launched our youth life group this past July so since then uh, we have met uh, every week on Wednesday night uh, and we we started out with about 12 kiddos coming to that youth uh, life group, and now we have about 20 plus, uh, somewhere in the ballpark of 20 kids every week that show up for that, and uh, it's, it's really exciting <laughs> that they're coming and they're giving their lives to experiencing and encountering God. And we launched uh, things off with what we called the trip. We stayed here, but we invited a group from the College Station, Texas, Antioch and College Station, That's Texas, right. to come up here and to kick things off for us with the youth. And that week, I just want to highlight, uh, our kids came, they encountered God and became family that week, and we had our first life group. And uh, during that first life group, we, we saw uh, several kiddos get baptized, had a baptism night, which was just amazing, and several kiddos received the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit for the first time. Uh, it's just amazing. And every, every uh, week since then, we've met. Uh, just real quickly, want to give you an outline of what we've done. Every first Wednesday, we've gathered for fun and relationships, building those discipleship relationships. Every second Wednesday and third Wednesday, we've gathered around this uh, definition of life group, just reading the Bible together, praying and encountering God together. And every fourth Wednesday of the month, we uh, practiced uh, and, and learned how to share our faith with others and then actually went and did it at the yeah. mall right behind the so church. Good. Every fourth Wednesday, the youth, there's youth in your city going after this stuff, and they're right here. It's happening. So uh, be encouraged. So it's so amazing. Come on. Go youth group. Awesome job. If you want to be involved in the youth, what can they do? 
texting you to this number. So just everybody pull out your phone because over the next about 20 minutes, you might want it for any various number of things. So if you want to help serve on the youth team, it's growing. Obviously, Sam and his team are doing an amazing job. Uh, It's not just like, uh, it's not just fun time. It is super fun. But if you want to be a part of helping people know Jesus, you can serve on the youth team. And they've got an incredible team. So you can be a part of it. So you just text youth to that number. You have a quick form to fill out. And Sam has done an amazing job. And his team, Olivia James, you've done amazing Everybody else on the youth team, absolutely incredible. We love what God is doing in the youth in our city. We believe that they are revivalists for their middle schools, for their high schools. That's why we reserve the front row for them so that they get the most spiritual stuff. So they've got room for their friends. So uh, if you know any kids that are in junior high or high school, get them in the room in here. God wants to do something mighty in their life. Amen. It's been an incredible year of God doing incredible things. It's been so fun. And uh, so much of what has happened is catalyzing stuff that's coming next year. So we are going to now kind of talk about a, a bunch of stuff that's coming next year. And like I said, pull out your phone because you, you're not necessarily going to be personally involved in all of it. But probably something that's about to get announced is going to apply to you. So you got to be ready. Even if it's just one of the next few things, you can be ready, right? So you want your phone out and just for some details and stuff, you don't have to remember everything. This is just, we want to let you know and be in the loop with some of the stuff that God is getting ready for this next year. So are there any uh, moms in the house of, of some of some little kids? Anybody, any moms in the house? We've got something for you, Callie Carroll. Come on up. Give Callie a shout. She's amazing. Hey, Antioch Church. I'm really excited about um, this little dream that I didn't know that I had. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory and then kind of explain where we're at and where we're headed. But um, so a couple months ago, Andrew did the Five Room series. And the whole time, I really just felt like the Lord was stirring something. I didn't really know what. But when he got to the mission, uh, being on mission uh, sermon, he said something that really resonated with me. He said, um, what's in front of you? And I thought, oh my gosh, my children, that is what's in front of me. And so it was like I had this light bulb moment where it was like my mission is my children. And so that kind of catapulted me down this rabbit trail of like how many other moms are on mission with their children and trying to figure out how to love them well, how to teach them about Jesus, how to pray for them. Um, so after some conversations um, with a sweet friend of mine, Leslie Ober, I don't know if she's in here. I didn't. Hey, there she is, Leslie. Um, she said, yes, I love the idea. What can I do to help? So she said, we can use my house. She's got a great home in Noblesville. Um, and so we launched this little group, and we've only met two times. So the whole idea behind it is just a gathering point for other moms. It's not content heavy. It's not based around anything other than, hey, let's come together. Let's encourage one another. Let's troubleshoot things. Let's pray for one another. Um, it can turn into whatever God wants it to, but right now the starting point is just like, Let's hang out. Let's drink coffee. Let's let our children pray together or play together so that we can have a moment. Um, and it's beautiful. Leslie's got this great house with a full basement. The kids go down there. They have a great time. Um, but it's been really beautiful. The Lord has brought together like 
all kinds of different women. We have women who have one child. We have women who come without their children because they're actually old enough to be in school, which is a great encouragement to me. Like, I've got two children, one's two and a half, almost three, and then six months old. So, like, women who have older children, we need your wisdom. I need your wisdom. Um, and then we have moms who are kind of in between. They've got older kids and younger kids. So it's been really great to like meet the other moms, but also like hear the great ideas. And Beth, she's been great. She's been coming alongside of us. And we just really have a heart to like help equip the moms of this church to um, create kingdom culture at home. That's what our kids team is doing. And so um, just another avenue to really... Um, bring that at home. So right now, um, it's about six to eight moms, and we've met twice, but coming into the new year, January 5th will be our first meeting. So I think there's a, a phone number. If you're interested, come come talk to me or Leslie or text this number. We'll get a hold of you, but we're really excited about what God's doing. So come hang out with us. Come on. So good. How many of you believe that the world changes when moms get together? Anybody ever had a, anybody have a praying mom that you're thankful for in the room? I'm the only one. Anybody with a praying mom that saved your life? We love you, moms. You're doing amazing. You're doing better than you think. We all think you're incredible. Encouragement all around. Go team. You're the best. All right. I keep looking and then forgetting what we're doing next. I'm just having too much fun up here. Okay. Emily Schultz is going to come on up here. Anybody thankful for Emily Schultz? She's going to talk about what's going on around here on Sundays. Yeah, next Sunday. Next Sunday. Yeah. Okay, so um, as you all saw when you walked into church this morning uh, on the wall in the lobby, um, Antioch exists to preach the gospel of the kingdom and to make others great. And so uh, three and a half years ago, our church started in the Zanaco house with about 20 adults and 20 kids. And then after a few months, that same group of people launched Sunday services to the public at the old National Center downtown. And we had services there for a little over a year. And then to make a long story short, um, now we have just the privilege and the blessing to meet on Sundays in this space. And so the reason we recap all of that is because over the last few years, God has just given us great spaces to be who he has called us to be. And that is why we are really excited to take our next step in this space next Sunday as we multiply to two services um, to preach the gospel of the kingdom and make others great. And so here's what we know. Moving to two services is going to be a blast. Like literally, it's going to be so fun. And if you don't know that, you do now. So it's going to be so fun. And it's also going to be like a little bit different than it is right now. And so we just want to acknowledge that, that for example, like this room might not feel as full for a little while, or you might not see all of your friends on a Sunday morning as we start to serve and attend different services. But the good thing is, is that as we multiply to two services, there are three really important and really awesome things um, that we get to experience and that that gets to happen as we multiply. And so I want to talk about what those things are. Uh, the first one, um, let me look at my list so I don't forget anything. One, okay, there's more room in here for yes. your friends and family, which is so important and so good. Two, it's going to be even easier to connect with each other because there's less people at one time. And because of that, it's going to be easier to recognize new faces and welcome new guests into church, which is so important. 
And then three, it's going to be way easier to invite people to church as we offer multiple service times on Sunday morning, which means that there's an increased opportunity for our city to meet Jesus. So I don't know about you, but that fires me up to multiply to two services. So um, I want to share with you just a little part of my Antioch story, um, the things that we've experienced this year to tie this all together. So I remember coming here for the first time in February of this year, and this is my husband's story too, Um, but we were just feeling like really burdened um, by our current situation, and we were grieving a lot of losses. Um, And so uh, this was a building that we walked into that was full of strangers, but you all became family really, really quickly, um, which is awesome. And so there were definitely Sundays that we just wanted to blend in with the crowd, but that was impossible (laughs) because all of you are like so kind and you're so intentional. And so um, we hopped into a life group pretty quickly and it's just been a safe place for us to heal and process. And really quickly, we were like experiencing God do things in our life that we had never experienced before. And so now, um, since then, I've, I've had the opportunity and the privilege to join our staff here at Antioch. She's and amazing. Thank you. And my job here is to welcome people to church and then help them get connected beyond Sunday mornings. And it's been incredible to literally watch so many of you grow in your relationships with Jesus. Like literally, that's a privilege. Um, that I feel like we have. Um, And so I want you guys to know that every week or almost every week, people are taking Bibles home with them as they learn to spend time with Jesus like Jack talked about. And people are connecting to life groups and and diving into community here and they're starting to serve. And um, I just want you to know that like people are coming in here as strangers and they're leaving as family just like my husband and I did in February. And so I say all that to encourage you that God is moving here. Like he is moving. And um, as we multiply to two services, those are the things that we get to make more room for. So as we do that, I've got one more challenge for you as we do this um, for all of us to participate in this together. And the challenge is this, that whatever service you attend, that you come on time. And the reason I say that, the reason I say that um, is, well, actually, let me start here. What I mean by that is that you're in this room uh, at the time service starts and that you utilize the few minutes you have before that to intentionally connect with people and welcome them to church. So, um, yeah, when you're in this room, we want you to know that you make a difference because we're all in this room together to worship God and minister to each other. And so let's prioritize this time together as a way to honor God and honor each other. I promise you guys, you really do make a difference here. We love you so much. It's been incredible to be a part of this family this year, and we're really excited to see what God does as we make more room next Sunday. Thank you, Emily. You, you got to show off your new shoes you got for Christmas. Yeah. That's sweet. I love it. I'm pumped now. Thank you, Emily. It's amazing. All right, now I'm going to have my beautiful wife come on up here. Everybody, Heather Zanaco has some exciting stuff to share with us. Awesome. Okay, so something that we 
really want to cultivate in 2020 more, we do this in amazing ways, but we want to do it more, is um, prayer and worship. Okay, who loves prayer and worship? It's really good. So two things that we're going to be doing with that, because Isaiah 56 says, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. And so that's what we want to be. We want to learn how to pray. We want to learn how to worship God and minister to him um, in different ways. So the first thing that's going to happen is that I'm going to be mobilizing more prayer teams and more prayer times um, for this new year. So we're going to be exploring what does it look like um, to pray, learn how to pray, types of prayer, all these things. So if you are interested in being on a prayer team, um, we're still nailing those things down, but please reach out to me. I would love to know if you have a heart to pray or if you want to grow in that. Um, so the second thing is on the worship side, Emily Lange Bartles, our awesome worship leader, and I um, are going to be starting um, in January first Wednesday worship nights. So every first Wednesday of the month, we are going to have a worship time in this room from six thirty to seven thirty p.m. Um, we won't have any childcare. Your kids are welcome, but there's nothing special for them to happen besides being in here with us. Um, but we really just want to make space every um, month to say, God, what do you want to do? We are here for you. We're here to love you. We're here to worship you. Teach us, move in us and through us. And that's really um, just simply what we want to do with these times. So practically, along with the first Wednesday of the month, we're going to fast as a church. So we are going to say collectively, God, I'm going to set something aside so that I can have more of you. So even if you don't come to the worship nights, which you all should, it's going to be awesome. But even if you can't come, still fast with us because we believe that something really powerful um, happens when we're unified in that together. Um, so the last thing, quick detail, is that the first worship night is going to be on January 8th because the first Wednesday is New Year's Day. So we're not going to be here on New Year's Day, but right down January 8th, and we're going to come and worship together, and we want to shake things up. We want to see the nations move. We want to see God do stuff in our life. So we are so excited about that, and um, you are all welcome to participate in any of those things. Amazing. Isn't she awesome? Isn't she awesome? All right, so in January, nothing like a first Wednesday, like a second Wednesday. January 8th, we'd love to see you here. Anybody been encouraged by our worship times on Sunday mornings or worship nights throughout the year? It's been amazing. We are so excited to make more room, just more hunger for God. And Lord, would you come and just do your thing? No big agenda. We just want to worship God. It's going to be awesome. We've got a couple more things so bear with me. They're all exciting. We're going to have Stephanie Hines coming up. She got the shout out earlier for bringing Nate to church. Welcome her up here. I didn't even know that. I got a shout out. You did get cool. a shout out. She's actually taking a break from serving in kids right now. Yes. Two-year-olds. <laughs> Woo. All right. So yeah, I'm Stephanie. I have been able to be a part of the young adult team over the last few months. We've been brainstorming for what's going to be starting up in January. Um, so this all kind of came about because beginning of 2019, Andrew had all the young adults, which is ages 18 through 29, come to the front of the room. And there was like everybody standing up front. <laughs> so Andrew and then a few other leaders were just like, we need to get intentional and invest in this group of people. So what we're going to be 
starting up. It's gonna our young adult ministry is gonna launch uh, January twenty third, um, and when, which if you think about it, eighteen through twenty nine, that's a lot of life to live. <laughs> you know, that's college, that is career, community, relationships, all that. So what we really want to do is just kind of create a place and space where we can come, hang out, have some fun, uh, experience Jesus, and build community. So what we're going to do, we're calling our group Remnant, uh, which our key scripture, I'll just read it for you real quick. It is um, Matthew 5, 14. It says, you're the light of the world, a town built on a hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So Remnant means, in case you don't know what that means, because some of us did not know a few months ago. So, um, <laughs> Some of us don't. Anyway, so it's just like a remaining, like, you know, minority of people who are dedicated and saved by God. Cool? So it's going to be starting um, January 23rd. It's going to be every third Thursday, so once a month, starting at 7. There'll be some sort of cool activity in the beginning, like Minute to Win It or like American Night, something fun. And then uh, there will be a message in worship. And then, of course, we'll have free food at the end because, let's be honest, that's what gets people there in the first place, okay? So, yeah, we're gonna, it's going to be a lot of fun. And then the following Monday, after the Thursday Remnant Night, we're going to release a podcast, kind of going further in detail about the message, answering any other further questions. So we're excited. Pull out your phones. Follow uh, remnant.indy on Instagram for further updates. Amazing. Way to go, Steph. So exciting. If you know anybody in your life, 18 to 29, they want to be here in this church next year. There's been a prayer that I've been praying every day for more than last year, and that is God. I pray that our church will be a place where young adults in this city can come be saved, discipled, and mobilized in everything you've called them to be. So uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of waiting on something because I'm like, God, I prayed this every day for a year. People better come in here and they're going to get rocked. So that's what we're going to do. Cool? Jonathan, come tell us even a little bit more about what's going on. Jonathan's on our staff. He's our content creator and director, and he's doing an awesome job. His job is to leverage media to disciple our church and reach our city, and he's doing a killer job, and he's got some fun stuff to tell you about. Cool. Um, so the reason I was brought on staff, like he said, is to leverage influence um, and influence stuff to reach the city. So the first thing we're going to talk about is what we started called the Indie Young Professional Podcast. And so this is something that we started so that we can reach 18 to 29-year-olds and um, use like the stories of leaders in the city of Indianapolis who have been through this stage of life, who have experienced things and who have come out on the other side with all kinds of advice and stuff. And so I'm 23 years old, about to be 24. And so when, I was, uh, when we were starting this, I was emailing people and asking them a couple questions. And one of those was, what are two things, what are the two biggest questions that you ask between the ages of 18 to 29? And so Chad Freegie replied and he said, uh, what, um, like, will I become successful? And I was like, oh yeah, obviously, great question. And he was like, what does success mean? And I was like, whoa, what a question. And it kind of like revolutionized that for me, just listening, just reading that. And, and, and so like, it's going to be impactful. It's going to be awesome. And so we're going to be releasing that. You can follow them on Instagram. Um, so the Instagram page is called Indie Young Professionals. So if you want to pull out your phone and look that up and give us a follow, we have a couple clips up already. We've interviewed a few amazing people, Jack Frisbee. We interviewed Car uh, Carly Rush and Crystal Brown as well. So there's going to be amazing things going on. We can't wait to get that out for you. 
the second thing uh, goes back to what Jack talked about in the beginning, which is what does it mean to spend time with Jesus? And so we know that it's hard, you know? It's like he said, he was like an hour a day. Oh my gosh, like what do I do with that? And so we understand that it's not easy for everyone to just spend time with Jesus. So we want to start a podcast that's going to come out five days a week, Monday through Friday, and it's going to simply be called Spending Time with Jesus. (laughs) We want to be simple and get the point across. So that is going to be a three to five minute podcast that releases... Uh, like I said, Monday through Friday, and it's going to help kind of guide you through what your time with Jesus is going to look like. You're going to hear scripture, you're going to hear a little bit of a message, and then um, you're going to be given prayer points so that you can um, go into the rest of your day just um, motivated to meditate on the word and to abide in Jesus. And so we're really, really excited about this. Um, So that information is going to be coming out on the Antioch Indie Instagram. So be ready. Be looking out for that. Our first episodes should start after next week's sermon. So everybody get excited about that. We thank you so much. We're excited for everything that's going to happen. We hope it impacts you. Awesome. Thank you, Jonathan. Jonathan Jonathan has been working hard and doing a great job. It's going to be a great year of not just doing stuff, but going deeper in Jesus together. Amen? All right, last thing that I've got to share with you. Anybody think it was kind of the last thing? It's been good, but yeah, it's good. It's good to be done. One more thing. It's been a full year, and it's going to be a full year. And then we're, So we're going to worship one more song after this. I'm really excited to announce we are going to be hosting a conference here in this room, February 7th and 8th, and we are calling it Witness Conference, and I want to invite you to it. That's my friend Jonathan Tremaine, and as you can see, it is going to be amazing, and it's going to be intense, and uh, Jonathan Tremaine is coming. Uh, he is not only just a friend of our house here at Antioch Indy, he is a friend of the Antioch movement, and he is a friend of this city. He lived here in Indianapolis for seven years as basically he just spent seven years praying into what God wanted to do in Indianapolis and sharing the gospel on the streets. Spent seven years literally doing that. Just saying, God, if you need somebody to believe that you want to do amazing things in Indianapolis, I'll believe, I'll pray into it. And I don't know if you've ever heard somebody preach or share about something that they've been praying into for a really long time, but there's some extra stuff on it. You know what I'm saying? So we're having Jonathan Tremaine come in town that weekend and uh, we are just really expecting. So why are we calling it Witness Conference? Well, a couple of reasons. So number one, in Acts chapter one, Jesus made this promise to us. He said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses to the whole world. And we believe that God doesn't just call us to be believers, but he calls us to be witnesses. We're not called only to believe things. We're called to see things. We're called to see God, not just believe in God. We're called to hear God. We're called to be a part of what God is doing. And then we're called to be, to make that thing known. What does a witness do? A witness sees something and then a witness tells people about what they saw. Amen. We believe God is calling us and calling our city and calling us our church, not just to be believers, but to be witnesses. And we are believing that that weekend together, not for any other reason, but that God's real big, that we are going to see God in a new way on this weekend as we come together with faith and say, God, we want to see you. Come and show us. We want to be witnesses to you. We want to see you and we want to make you known. That's number one, why we're calling it Witness Conference, because we want to be witnesses. Number two, we're calling it witnesses because there's this story in Joshua chapter 22. It's kind of an interesting story, but basically the, the people of Israel, the people of God, they're, they're living on two different sides of the Jordan River. And on one side of the river, they build this great big altar to worship God. And the people on the other side of the river, this will be the river. 
this carpet. The people on the other side, they look over and they're like, oh no, they're building altars to worship other gods. And they actually get so worked up about it that they get their army together and they're like, we're gonna go fight them. Chill, sorta. So they march across and they come over to these people and all these people over here are like, whoa, what are we doing guys? And they said, we, we saw that you are, you are running from God, you're worshiping other gods and we came to do something about it. And they said, whoa, 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 no. We built this altar to worship the one God. We all worship the same God together. They said, the reason we built this altar is we may live in different places. There might be things that we don't do the same, but this altar, they said, we're gonna call it the altar of witness. So that between us and between the generations after us, we will know that even though we don't live together, even though we don't do all the things the same way, we worship the one who is the Lord. It's an altar together, a witness that we are all worshiping God together. Sounds like how church can be sometimes. Sometimes in church, we can look across the street, we can look across denominations and we can see people doing things different ways and think, well, they're doing it wrong. They don't even love God. They're not blah, 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 blah. And we can get on our high horses and, and we can do our version of pulling our armies together and picking some fights. Anybody ever noticed that in church? Can we be honest church people this morning? One of the reasons we're doing this conference is that we wanna just make space and open up our doors to our city and say, if you call in the name of Jesus, come, let's worship together. Let this weekend be an altar of witness. We may not all meet together at the same, the same time, the same place. We may not all do the same things and do it all the same way, but we worship the one Lord. We worship the one God together. And so I wanna put this on your radar because I really want you to invite your friends who go to other churches, who are part of other denominations, who do other things different ways. I'm not saying that everybody's gonna come. I, I feel really weak doing that. I don't even like, I'm not like Mr. Networker and there's all these churches getting behind this. I just feel like there's this invitation from the Lord for us to be, uh, to be faithful and say, God, we'll open our doors. And anybody who wants to come, we can celebrate together. We call on the name of Jesus together. So that's gonna be Friday, February 7th and Saturday, February 8th. Uh, you're not gonna wanna miss that night. I really wanna ask you to, to put that on your calendar and be a part of it as we seek God. And I just believe, I don't know what it means, but I believe it, that that's gonna be a weekend that marks our church and marks our city as we come together to lift up the name of Jesus. So we'll be talking about it more. And other than that, we got nothing to do next year. So go ahead and stand up. We want to thank you again for listening to this week's message. If you'd like to connect with us further, you can check us out on social media at Antioch Indy or go to our website, www.antiochindy.com.